Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone my name is jordan d white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down with a friend and watch every single episode of the classic 1990s sailor moon anime and we talk about why it is that we love it so much and folks yes i think we got a good one this week jordan i don't know where you came down on it but i uh this might be the best minako spotlight we've gotten yet oh i don't know the two-timing one is pretty great two-timing one is pretty good but this one, she's ta- she's technically three timing. Not one. only, not really. No, not really. Which I think makes it even better. <laughs> but we'll get into that. Uh, we have a really good episode. We are going to be watching episode one hundred and seventy-five. That's right. It's Sailor Business episode one hundred and seventy-five. Everyone, yay! Yay! Uh, it is called "Becoming an Idol: Minako's Ambition." And to help us talk about it, we have invited back the all-star of all-stars. <laughs> uh, our own sailor star. Oh. Oh, boy. Shannon Manor is here. Shannon, welcome back to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. With these high of expectations course. now, everyone can just, like, lower that bar immediately. Oh, stop. Everyone loves you, <laughs> Shannon. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, so, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I find it appropriate that I'm back on a idol episode because i have since i think the last time i've been on i've become like very obsessed with k-pop oh weird why <laughs> yeah i believe you have even launched a podcast to that effect <laughs> tell us about it did you say why uh i don't know it's just i got very into it like actually i guess i've been on since i have it's just i'm appropriately on an idol episode and i kept writing jokes that no one would get so i probably won't say what what hooked you <laughs> uh block b I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Same. I did text Shannon not too long ago, and I was like, "Hey, if I want to listen to K-pop, what do I listen to?" And you gave me some recommendations, and and uh, I, I, I'm giving it a shot. I'm giving it a fair shake because I like pop music. Yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't even. I'm not uh, even successfully googling that. Uh, well, <laughs> that's impressive because it's just a word and a letter. I know, but I'm getting. Uh, a, a, a thing about uh, Sudan Black B, a non-fluorescent, relatively thermostable lysochrome. No, that's oh, done. okay. <laughs> that's done. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You nailed it. <laughs> K-pop's really just being really into like science and stuff. <laughs> We're just hiding it so no one knows. Oh, this is like a, an Ami situation. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm into it. Yeah, it's like the the astronomical information is uh, it's like encoded. <laughs> lovely so yeah uh shannon do you have any recent sailor moon developments in your life since the last time you've been on i don't think so i don't think anything's really been happening in the sailor moon world outside of like toys i haven't bought or musicals i i uh, i guess the new musical isn't out yet but there's one coming out soon what uh what, what, do you know anything about it like what's it based on uh, I don't know anything about it outside of it's like a reboot of the Sailor Muse series because since they finished the anime arc and like the last ones, they just started a new one. Oh, so it's probably a uh, a Queen Barrel again? 
Uh, I guess I'll find out. I haven't really looked into it a lot. Gotcha. gotcha. I do love Queen Beryl. <laughs> I mean, I love Queen Beryl. She's probably. Uh, did we decide she was the best villain? I feel like we did rank them, didn't we? No. I feel like if again we've talked about this before. If I was running Sailor Moon, and okay. it's probably a good thing I'm not, but if I was, uh, Queen Beryl would be like the Joker. Like she would, she would stick around. She would be involved in a lot of stuff, or maybe not necessarily the Joker, but like Cobra Commander. Where even when Serpentor shows up, Cobra Commander's still around. Okay, so you would want her like interacting with Rubius and and Death Phantom and oh I think that would be really fun and because I think I think ultimately and I think one of the reasons that we all tend to gravitate towards the the first season and the story of the first season is that Queen Beryl is she is Sailor Moon's arch nemesis like she causes the fall of the Silver Millennium like she like she should be the ultimate enemy but she's not and I think for her to like stick around and like you know, she's in charge for a little while, and then it's like, oh, okay, here comes Mistress Nine. <laughs> Guess I got to deal with this now. And so she's always kind of like in the background, and you think she's she's working for the other villains, but she's manipulating things against Sailor Moon. I think that would be really fun. You know what? That's a sensible idea. Um, yeah. But not the way we're going. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the way we're going. Unfortunately, we've got we've got a new and weirder villain wearing a uh, chandelier. Oh, uh, I love her. <laughs> I, yeah, Galaxia is my favorite villain. Wow. I am kind of loving her so far because she's doing my favorite thing that a villain does on this show, which is sit around. <laughs> you got to look cool. Sit around and have the camera pan up her body. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just like just like uh, Beryl did. It's the classic villain technique. Not working the ball. though. <laughs> Not not just working that foggy ball. <laughs> right, well, Shannon, if you don't have any, any new sail- sailor n- news to talk about, <laughs> then uh, we should probably just go ahead and get into the episode. Sure. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I'm boring. Ugh. No. Ah. All right, everybody. As previously mentioned, we are watching... Becoming an Idol, Minako's Ambition. Uh, this episode was uh, written by Atsushi Meikawa, uh, which I believe it is the first episode written by Atsushi Meikawa, uh, who will be with us for a total of five, going up to episode 198. It was directed by our old buddy, Yuji Endo, animation director uh, Takayuki Garai. Uh, Yuji Endo, of course, has been around since episode five, will be around until episode 192. <laughs> in, in it for the long haul. Yeah. Uh, it originally aired on uh, May 25th, 1996. All right. No, uh, no, no holiday jokes? No, but I will, you know, in, here in real life. Yeah. Uh, we, are, we are past my birthday. Yeah. Which means it's basically Halloween. um i was in a cvs the other day and they were already selling halloween things and i was like i love it come on and you know what that means if it's if it's it's already halloween what that means it's almost christmas no that's not that's not even close to true (laughs) i mean i want to say like you can't put up halloween stuff until after labor day but it's like what is cvs gonna do sell labor related stuff (laughs) 
I mean, they should. We should all support the workers. <laughs> well, I agree, but like, that's just never. That also wouldn't that be kind of like weird and messed up to like sell a bunch of Labor Day stuff? I mean, look, we all exist under capitalism. Unfortunately, that's why we have Labor Day. I think the commercialization of Labor Day <laughs> is something that it's okay that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, my uh, other podcast, Apocryphals, which is uh, this podcast but for the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a review that said we have a uh, a PhD understanding of comics, a master's degree understanding of religion, and a seventh grade understanding of communism, which I think <laughs> is a very appropriate and uh, solid, solid evaluation of our knowledge. Why were you talking about communism about in the Bible? Jordan, read the Bible sometime, my guy. <laughs> is it a communist Bible? Look, uh, if you want more information, uh, Apocrypals. Is the name of the show. What episode? All of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly uh, uh, Acts and the Gospels. All right. Uh, so we open with what I think is... No, 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 Chris. Yes? I'm loath to say this, but you forgot to do our bit. Oh, I did forget to do the bit. <laughs> oh, I, didn't even I should start yet. thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shannon, do you, you know about our bit, right? I do not. We... Since these these episodes were never given a proper terrible dub. Oh, is this the same? You can just give them a new dub name? Yes. Yes. So we are are, are giving uh, these episodes a new dub name. Uh, Shannon, do you have a suggested dub title for Becoming an Idol? <laughs> an Idol. <laughs> for Becoming an Idol, Minako's Ambition. <laughs> uh, I do not. I'm bad at these. So I immediately went to either... Idle chatter or idle hands. I was going to say idle hands. Yeah, <laughs> idle yeah, hands yeah. would be a I good mean, one. The only thing about it that's as I'm like, there's no hands in this, but <laughs> I mean, there are hands, but nothing particular about hands. Uh, I also think like like photos. Has photo finish been used? I feel like that has to have been. It must have been. Uh, how about picture imperfect? Oh, that's would pretty also good. Be a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Because this one has so much photo stuff. Which, by the way, um, tell me if you had this thought. Wouldn't this have been fun if the photographer from Fractious Friends had showed back up as the villain? The dude with the camera monster? No, uh, Fractious Friends is the one that was done for Moon Animate Makeup. With the the lady who was a photographer. She was like a tabloid photographer. Oh. Who was... It, it's episode 38 of the American version. Okay. Um. Sure. I mean, honestly, either one of them. Because, uh, again, I, I was talking about the, the guy with the camera monster, but either one would be fine. But then we would have gotten this lady's rad outfit. Her ridiculous outfit? Because she's a celebrity <laughs> photographer, right? As oh, in, yeah. plenty of things to say about this Final Fantasy ass uh, photographer <laughs> who's going to show up in a minute. In every but sense should, of the word. All right. Yeah, you're right. Let, uh, let's, go, let's go in order. So, um, so we open with, I think, what is uh, Minako's greatest plan it's <laughs> yeah well almost it's her greatest plan it, almost it would have been perfect plan. if she didn't involve usagi right this is but it's so good because this is it like we have talked about our difficulties with uh minako as a character and how it is uh very difficult for the show to kind of figure out what to do with her so we're once again we're back to having um horny minako which as we all know is is best minako yes but, like, also conniving Minako. <laughs> and her deal is that she is staging 
photos of herself with all three of the three lights so that she can then sell them to tabloids peter parker style and become famous for being uh their girlfriend (laughs) all three of them at the same time which will then let her break in as an idol i love her she's not well i mean we'll get to that more specifically but um, she's not trying to become famous as at least I don't remember them saying anything about like, oh my god, the woman who dated all three. Like it's just like basically I'll try all three and one of them maybe will take. No, I think she's she's getting in the paper. This is all a plot to get her name out there. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. Like I don't like they don't ever talk about her being in the paper as dating all three of them, as in like an article saying the woman who dated all three. But they just talk about like her trying to get in the paper for dating this one and also for this one and also for that one it's not an article that says she's dating all three but she is putting out three articles of dating each one which is basically an article of dating all three the three mics (laughs) oh i love the three mics yeah we call we call them the three mics in case you you haven't heard uh because we found out that the reason they're called the three lights is because their name is light and so we said in america they would just be the three mics (laughs) (laughs) so unfortunately there is a flaw in this plan and that flaw is Usagi Skino. <laughs> I mean, because it, it's a good place. She literally takes, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Seiya. Seiya. Uh, she takes Seiya out to talk to him in private and then says she, he has dust in his eye, in her eye. So he has to like get really close to her face and look deeply into her eyes. <laughs> it's pretty perfect. Which is like a classic, like that's a classic thing too. Like I, like there is what not to hammer on GI Joe too much, but there is an episode of GI Joe where Cobra Commander catches the Baroness and Destro making out, and Destro is like, "No, she just had dust in her eye," <laughs> which is very funny. Really? Yeah, that's preposterous. <laughs> yeah, I, buddy, I don't know if you've ever seen GI Joe. GI Joe is always reasonable and realistic. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, good. I mean, it's about war, so it's a very serious show, I imagine. Yes, that that no, that is true. That is a million percent true. <laughs> serious w- wartime show. Um, and Usagi, so she she is like, holy crap, this is an amazing plan. They look great, and she literally like comes out of the bushes and <laughs> takes pictures of them from every angle, like from a foot away, which obviously was not the plan. Yeah, it's really good too because we see the. We see the photos as she's taking them, and and they look great. She's getting like all kinds of close ups. We will later see the actual pictures, and they are terrible. Is she ruined. Uh, there it? is one that is just a blurry shot of the back of Minako's head, which I think is extremely funny. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. So that's when the, the other girls find out that Minako is doing this, and they are very uh, angry and possessive over their favorite uh, of the three mics. My favorite is that Amy doesn't get upset that she's doing all this. She gets upset that she faked studying. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She's really into the smart one, the smart mic. Oh, yeah, I guess that's right. It's hard to say. I don't know. I still think it's funnier if she's just like, okay, you're trying to fake having three boyfriends. That's fine. What? You faked studying? <laughs> Unforgivable. <laughs> Does yourself in water and repent. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they're they're scandalized. I don't think so. I don't think any of these articles are real. These are 
we're seeing like fantasies of these articles because no, again, I think these articles are in fact real. I, well, the reason I don't think they are is because Usagi is bad at pictures. I think Minako is getting someone else to take these pictures because we see the picture in uh, like Makoto has the pictures. Really? Yeah, we see Makoto looking at the pictures, and then we see them in the paper. Oh no, yeah, we see the crappy Usagi pictures, but then the paper pictures oh, in the she, paper. That's right. She, she said she's going to sell a photo. Okay, maybe you're right. I think she had. There at least were there at least papers of the other two, or was that also just part of the fantasy? I think we're just seeing think- what her plan is. Because again, also okay. if these articles were real, then she would have already been successful. She got her name out there. I, th- I think. I think this whole plan gets scrapped by the end of this scene, and none of these articles will ever happen. I the the plan doesn't get scrapped until the end of the episode, but I think the more I watch this, the more no, I think you're you're right. This plan gets scrapped because she uh, is what. So Mina shows up, and they all start freaking out at her. And they, again, they're freaking out because they're like their big question isn't even even when they're all righteously mad at her, they're not mad that she's faking relationships. They're mad because they are they each are trying to protect the one they like. They're mad going, mm-hmm. which one are you actually after? They don't realize that Mina doesn't have that kind of preference. She's like, it doesn't matter. I quite like that uh, at one point, uh, Ami gets so mad that she stands up and uh, Makoto has to put her hand on her shoulder and just ease her back into her seat. It's a very cute, uh, even even apart from the subtext that I'm looking for, it's a very cute little scene. <laughs> the subtext that you're looking for in this scene where they're both upset about not being with this celebrity sexuality is a spectrum jordan uh, well no i'm not, of course but they're both <laughs> they're both just fine with the other going after someone else yeah okay that's where my headcanon was that she got that upset over her faking studying <laughs> there, well that's true <laughs> i also love that mina enters the scene and then just shoves Usagi over and sits down and starts drinking Usagi's uh juice which is a <laughs> baller move yeah yeah, especially because she's going to leave like uh, 30 seconds later. So she just came here to steal someone's drink, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, she comes in and she goes, and they're like, well, which one are you after? And she, her answer is, no, no, it's fine. like, listen, I, I gave up on that plan. That's not the plan anymore. Now I'm their PA. I'm their personal assistant. And they're like, wait, so are you trying to become a celebrity or date one of them? And she's like, both, obviously. <laughs> but But apparently she does not care which one she dates. <laughs> I like that yeah. she just comes in to update everyone on all of her schemes and then leaves. Yep. Yep. Amazing. She's like, here's my bullshit. Bye. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Minako's back on her bullshit. Peace out. Uh, but she does have her exit line, which is uh, in the dub. She doesn't say it here. She just says like, uh, she just says like, Minako out, <laughs> which is also pretty funny. But in the subs, her uh, her exit line is, Minako's got a go-go, <laughs> which is very, also very, very funny. It's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous. It's great. She's, she's delightful in this episode. You know, she's like, this is a really good episode. Uh, I watched this with Hayden and I was like, this might be my favorite Minako episode, even up to and including the, the two-timing one. Two-timing's pretty great. Because this one is just pure scheme. And it's the kind, like, we have talked about it. Minako's really good when she's Usagi, but more doing the things that Usagi can't do. And Usagi's not going to try and date the three lights, like all three of them at the same time. 
<laughs> so soon after Memoru's tragic death. Yeah, they're kind of like the best friends that when they hang out together, they just, despite how like they might be apart once they're together, they have to share one brain cell and whatever gets done, gets done. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, she she she's not bad at things like she sometimes used to be. Like again, like in the nurse episode where she was awful at being a nurse, and like the joke was how terrible she was. In this, she's again she's pretty good at her plans. It's just they're not going to exactly go the way she wanted, but it's not like she's botching everything. I'm not forgetting things, right? No, I don't think so. No, that that would be like the version where like you know, yeah, she's supposed to get them tea and she gets them barf or something i don't even know yeah right <laughs> she's supposed to get the tea she gets them barf what are you talking about <laughs> anyway uh guess what the three the three mics are hanging out and uh jamming on the guitar just having a chilled jam sesh <laughs> yes this is a scene i love because we find out something completely preposterous and stupid in this scene which is they're talking once again about oh man we gotta find her yeah yeah we gotta find her where is she yeah yeah and they reveal that they became famous celebrity pop stars as a convenience. Yeah. That's not a thing. They they didn't have, they weren't like, we love music and we want to be pop stars. They were just like, you know what would probably be helpful is if we became celebrity pop stars, that'll really help our, our real ambitions. And so they just casually did that. You know what would be the easiest way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To find out, <laughs> to, to find people with the, the star seeds. <laughs> we should just become celebrities. Probably, yeah, we'll just become, just real quick, become mega popular teen idol board band. It's so easy. <laughs> yeah. You know what would help our podcast? Uh, if we became a mega popular boy band? Yes, we should just do that. Mm, unfortunately, <laughs> I am 37. You are 40. Almost. Almost. Um, yeah. We would uh we would uh, have a real difficult time becoming boy anything at this point. Would every episode be you guys jamming out and having vague conversations so no one knows what you're <laughs> actually talking about? <laughs> yeah. And then we come to someone who is like, are they enemies? <laughs> and I'd be like, only of each other. <laughs> oh. My true enemy is Chibi, and I think I've won. So there we are. My true enemy? Is you. Oh, <laughs> terrible. So then we cut to Mizu at uh, in the second world <laughs> at her job at the TV station, reading a magazine called Women, which I think is a great uh, title for a magazine. And so, she, yeah, she's looking at celebrities. And so basically, again, she continues her role as Mehmet Jr. I love her. <laughs> she's great. Who, who do you like better, Iron Mouse or Mehmet? Don't pit powerful women against each other. <laughs> That's you know what? Very strong point. They're delightful. <laughs> Although that being said, if they met, they would not get along. Oh, absolutely not. If they met, they would fight like Mimet and Mina. Yeah. Anyway, so so she literally is just flipping through magazines, sees a celebrity that she's interested in, and is like, "That's the that's it. That's the new target. I want to meet that one." And this is what earlier I said: celebrity photographer in both senses of the word. This woman who takes pictures of celebrities, but also apparently is famous enough to be profiled in a <laughs> look at this beautiful person magazine. She's the photo world's brightest new star, Saki Dabashi, age 24. And we get a photo. She only has one outfit. When, when it's this outfit, <laughs> one is all you need. I mean, if you're going to be off brand Sid, you have to be off brand Sid forever. Now, Shannon, you are a character designer by trade. I am. 
Uh, it is your actual professional job. Oh, congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank you. I am a lead character designer now. Yeah. Congrats. It's thank that, you. you know what? It's that sailor business bump. It is. <laughs> they, they told me that when I got hired, when I got promoted. I love like, it. Mm, the, art, the art is good. The art is very good. But we heard the Sailor Moon podcast that you are a <laughs> frequent guest on. I would like you to take us through this this uh, costume. It's a costume. It's not even an outfit. It is a costume. I mean, because it has to be a costume because the other option is that this photo and magazine were taken and printed today of this person today, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean that's it's, what she wears today. It's just pr- like, it's it's wild. Okay, so tell us about it. So she's got like, they're green ca- or like cargo pants. And then she's got a red crop top that's like, it kind of just looks like a sports bra. And then she's got suspenders on over that, then a cropped like brown khaki jacket over it a backwards green cap that matches her pants obviously then like wristbands and a choker and her hair's in a long braid i believe the choker is part of the top because i think what we, at some point we see her without the jacket yeah we do and i think i think it's all like this weird halter top but the, like the halter part is like on on her back instead <laughs> Gotcha, it's gotcha. very weird. I mean, the crazy part about this outfit to me is the way that everything cuts off at the same place <laughs> on her torso. That the the, the crop top, including the suspenders, right? Exactly, <laughs> including the suspenders. The crop top, the jacket is cut the exact same length, and then the suspenders go down to there and then turn into just open. I don't even know how to describe that. Well, the way they did the suspenders is because like these are button suspenders, so they have the two notches that go down and connect to a button instead of a belt loop. And like or instead of being like a clip. And they just have the little strap part be like three inches instead of like half an inch. <laughs> so it's more like she just like stretched that part out up to where the crop top is. So then she's just like like I still want to show off all my midriff. The suspenders aren't gonna block that. <laughs> It's so preposterous. Oh, and she's decided this is her brand. Again, as a photographer, you got to have a brand, right? Yeah, she's like if Duo Maxwell decided to like create his own Final Fantasy OC. <laughs> it, it is a Final Fantasy as hell outfit. <laughs> Which, uh, if you are curious, there is a... Uh, and this is 96, so... This I think is 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 pre Final Fantasy VII, right? That would have been like ninety seven. I think I believe so. Uh, there's a really good uh, Polygon video about the influence of street fashion on Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy's influence back on street fashion. Huh. But I think this this is the th- this is the daywalker of that scenario where she could be <laughs> either. She has all of their strengths and none of their normal fashions. <laughs> Uh, also, the the cargo pants she's wearing are like super baggy. So like, baggy. they're like jinkos. I was expecting a bigger laugh from referencing <laughs> jinkos, but okay. Uh, <laughs> but like she, her waist, it, like she's—I mean, she's a Sailor Moon character. Her waist is tiny. Yeah. Uh, so she's twelve feet tall. Wears these huge baggy pants, and then her waist is like the circumference of a coffee cup. Yep. Yeah, this season especially, everyone's waist just snitching so much. Yeah, it's it's it is the collectively the uh, circumference of her two arms put together. <laughs> it's very funny. Also, she's doing a cool pose where she's got like like one hand up, like she's resting her forearm on the top of her head, and then also holding a camera. In the other <laughs> hand. It's, a, it's a cool pose. 
if, you know, if I say cool pose, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, we already yeah. got it. Yeah. I mean, I, I at first I thought you meant shingoing, but no, we haven't seen anybody shingoing in a while. It's Just, been a while. Yeah. So Mehmet Junior uh, goes up into the uh, the forbidden elevator as as she did last episode and goes and meets Galaxia. We get the 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 pan up Galaxia's body as she's lounging in her chair that Loving I talked her. about serving. She's doing great. <laughs> giving me chandelier realness she has a magic (laughs) curtain apparently in front of her that is there and then when someone comes to see her it like fades out of existence which is that's kind of exciting uh i was watching this this morning with aiden because i watched it right after we got out of bed we were having breakfast and uh this is where uh, nezu transforms into sailor iron mouse and aiden was like yeah i definitely thought sailor iron mouse was an oc when i was a kid and i was like (laughs) understandable I only found out fairly recently that that is not the case. <laughs> Understandable. I mean, Devin, yeah, Devin was watching this episode with me last night and she was like, she, she again was like, I, why is she a sailor? She doesn't look anything like a sailor. And I was like, yeah, I mean, again, she's got the collar kind of, and a bow kind of almost sort of. And that's about it. When you see all the sa- like the sailors in the manga, basically all you the sailor costume is basically whatever you can put that collar, the bow, and a choker on. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, she does. She looks like she's wearing like a vaguely Sailor Moon inspired lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's. I mean, it's such a cute costume, but it's like got the sure. weird like baggy bits. I think it's. I think it's very cute. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's like because her top is like tucked into underwear, which is a very <laughs> weird look, but I like it. You know, like a mouse. Like a mouse. Like a little chubby mouse. Speaking of looks, let's talk about Galaxia again. Always. That's That's Galaxia's hair? She's got hair and then a crown goes over it, so the curly bits are her hair. It, it's just that it looks it looks like it's all a crown. <laughs> sort of. But really, like half of it is hair that is made into a crown. Yeah, because she's that much of a queen. All right. All right. Yeah. Wait, and also the crown, like... I, see, I'm not getting a good shot of her head. In She's this. got there, there's a band that has like the dangly bits on it. Then the right. curly bits are her hair, and then there's another bit on top of her head. <laughs> I want to see this crown off of her head to see what it looks like on its own. Uh, but I have a feeling that will never happen. <laughs> uh, if I if I had to guess, mm-hmm. I would say it's a good bet. <laughs> it's just a headband and a little like hat. Hey, you know what else is interesting is on her chest again. She's got the, she's got sort of a vaguely sailorish collar. Her her uh, her brooch there is very reminiscent of Sailor Moon's though, because it's got the big gem in the middle and the four colors around the outside. Perhaps that will be significant. Perhaps it's been so long since I watched Stars that I'm like trying to remember what makes it in from the manga because there's some really cool shit with her in the manga and I do not know if any of it makes it to the anime there's a good chance it doesn't we should we should have you back uh, after episode 200 to tell us what we missed <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched Stars since I had to like illegally download it because it did not exist in the United States until like what a few months ago. Yeah, it was. It only. I mean, I think it's a little bit longer now, but yeah, yeah, it, it's only very recently. I mean, look, you you say after episode two hundred, but that's it. We're we're done. We're out of here. Oh wow, yeah, that's a good point. It's gone. <laughs> I mean, that will be nice to not have to worry about this anymore. <laughs> <Aww>. Wow. <laughs> 
we'll miss you too. <laughs> Can't wait until I ask you to introduce the fucking Patreon later. What? Oh no, my guy. Sure, sure, sure. I'm teasing. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so we cut to the three mics, and uh, they are rehearsing. They are doing vocal warm ups. Uh, mm-hmm. well, t- well, they're doing. Uh, sorry, voice training. Did you hear me correctly? I said voice training. Did you say boys training? <laughs> Uh, sorry that's that's the bit from the uh, episode where mina says they're voice training and yusagi thinks she said boys straining now here's the thing about that that's actually a different joke in both the dub and the subs that are on the blu-rays oh what's the what's the what's the joke oh what is the i can't remember it because the 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 punchline it, it doesn't work oh because uh in the on the blu-rays uh, uh Minako says they're doing vocal warm-ups, you know, voice training. And Usagi's response is boob problems, <laughs> which is very funny on its own, but is a, a clearly a pun that does not translate. Yeah. Uh, I forget what the joke is in the dub, but it's it's not as good as boys straining, which is actually very funny. Yeah, boys straining works entirely, especially because I will be honest with you, when Devin saw this scene with me, she was like, oh, so the joke is they are terrible singers. And I was like, I don't think that's meant to be what we get from this. It's <laughs> <laughs> like it's bad in English. <laughs> like, like, yeah, no, I mean, but but he doesn't sound great doing his warm ups. I mean, to be fair, they're warm ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jordan, come on. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. So, uh, yeah, so as we said, Yusagi uh, crept after Mina, and Mina is, is like, hey, what are you doing here? And she basically was just like, you said you were coming to hang out with them, so I thought that would be cool. <laughs> you it, said it you were cool. going to work, and I got lonely, so I followed you, and now I'm just going to work with you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I'm she sorry, I might have been distracted. Did we talk about how Usagi crab walks <laughs> onto the... <laughs> The no. screen in this, which is adorable. We did not. And then just presses herself against the glass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> and they do the little <laughs> like sound effect. It's extremely good. And then while they're talking, uh, our photographer shows up with a with a camera that is like a cable gun of cameras. It... <laughs> Uh, cable the Nathan uh, Charles Christopher Scotty Sunday Spring Summers. Right, 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 right. Not like a gun that shoots cables, no, which yes. would be relatively reasonable. Sure. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, yes, it is a absurdly large. I'm sure. And listen, I'm sure somebody's going to say, "No, there are cameras like that." I'm sure there oh, are. There are, but they're for like taking <laughs> pictures of things that are very distant, not things that are twelve feet away. <laughs> she wants to get into their pores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, your favorite kind of celebrity photos, the micro ones. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she the, the photographer is just creeping up, taking pictures. And Mina's like, hey, 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 you're not allowed here. Your fans can't be here taking pictures. And photographer's like, oh, by the way, fuck yourself. Move out of the fucking <laughs> Yeah, <way."> no, <laughs> no excuse given. Just, uh-huh, cool. <laughs> Get bent. <laughs> So then we cut to the three mics doing a giant autograph session outside a drugstore. I have a lot. Let's do it. It's not that I have questions. It's that they're confusing. What part? All of it. Describe it. Like the fan meet? Yeah. Like, why are they at a drugstore? Like, why are they signing at Walgreens? (laughs) I don't know. It's the only place I would have them. (laughs) It's for their new hit, 
prescription for love oh good episode let's make a whole episode about that <laughs> i was more concerned at how bad their security is that like the fans are just like not even in a line and just like have all their hands in everyone's faces oh yeah no they they the the three lights organization <laughs> i don't think exists except when it does which is very random and weird the security detail this walgreens is terrible Less security than a comic book or convention, which is shocking. Nina was like, I can handle it. <laughs> That's also possible. <laughs> I'm a sailor scout. I'll fight everyone. They, they said, assistant, set up the security. She's like, got it. So so they're all signing autographs. They're wearing uh, 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 snazzy suits, um, um, gray, beige, and bright red suits. You know, mm-hmm. like cool people wear. Yeah, they, they look like like three David Burns. <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> this this is not my beautiful star seed <laughs> how did i get here so photo lady is sitting up on top of a of a ladder taking pictures of them and you know turns her camera to a certain angle and sees mina on the stage where they're signing autographs with them and first of all mina's being ridiculous because mina's going <laughs> support the three lights and you could have my autograph too no one wants their assistant's autograph, Mina. She doesn't care. <laughs> but then this photographer lady gets down off her ladder, walks over to Mina, grabs her by the arm, yanks her off the stage, and is like, get the fuck off the stage. I mean, to be fair, she's right. Right. But at this is, point, is she's she just some asshole. <laughs> I mean, she's a professional photographer, and there's just a child on stage with these professional, like, people, and she's trying to get pictures, well, and that child's in the way. Well, well, I, slow, step back one step, which is a peer of the of the people on stage. She's the same that's age true. as them. She's the same age as them. Um, but also, that's, yes, if a paparazzi comes up and goes, get the fuck out of here, you don't have to listen. They're a paparazzi. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and as far as we are aware at this point, that's all this lady is. Isn't she, she's like a professional photographer, though, right? Right, but but right, but what I'm saying is just a, a random photographer that just just walks up and grabs you by the arm and yanks you out of there. You, you, she hasn't said anything about, you know, I don't know, spoilers, working for them or doing a job or anything. She's just there taking pictures. Um, at any rate, it doesn't matter. M- Mina is totally cowed by this though because she doesn't go back on the stage but she does stick her tongue out so it's very surprising so then the three mics uh, <laughs> sorry i keep calling them that but i love it walk uh walk into a room and find that the photographer is in a dark room waiting for them and takes a picture of i don't know this one the one with the light uh, yaten. yaten yawning <laughs> and yaten's like what the fuck what and she's that's when she's finally like, hey, I've been contracted again by who? By their management? That agency, probably. Sure. Let's say that happens. Um, to do a, a, what is it, a calendar called the Three Lights Au Naturel? That's not what that means. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how we typically use that term. Yeah, we sure don't. <laughs> But we sure do not. What she means is three lights candid. Candid photos. Um, Yeah. And so that's why I... I, uh, Sure, why not? Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, if she meant au naturel, she definitely revealed herself too early. She should have waited, hidden better, waited a little longer uh, before jumping out and taking the photo. Because I'm a creep. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. So anyway, Yaten is furious, literally grabs the camera, pulls the film out. Like, I'm not, you can't take a picture of me fucking yawning, you disrespectful asshole. And she takes a picture of Yaten pulling the camera out of her, or the film out of her camera instead. Also, that poor woman just lost all her work from today. Oh, yeah. That, that signing is gone. Yeah. Good. <laughs> good. Uh, she, she abused Mina for nothing. So from there, we cut to another uh busy day in the life of these teen idols which is so much more convenient than any other way of tracking down oh yeah star scenes which they could just do what haruka and mishiru did which is murder their way through japan yeah i mean they basically do well not really anyway they're filming a commercial uh that's right they're filming a commercial for red juice yep on this farm that uh grows uh eggplants and tomatoes so is this v8 i guess i think it might just be eggplant and tomato juice which means i could make this right now i hit the farmer's market yesterday and Do it. i <laughs> i picked up some japanese eggplant and some some heirloom boys during the uh, the act break make it and then you can drink it on the air and tell people what you think well i would except for it is not exactly endorsed <laughs> by the three lights love it the three lights love it. Uh, Usagi Skino, <laughs> on the other hand, is like this is gross. They have had they have had to drink full glasses of it five times for the shots. <laughs> Although, isn't that a thing? Like, well, I guess see the the way they shoot it, they 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 literally like chug a full glass of it and then immediately say we drink it too. So they can't even do that thing that yeah. you see actors do where they drink it and then spit it out immediately. <laughs> Yeah, the subtitles, uh, that's the slogan. In the dub, the Viz dub, which I, I don't know if I've talked about it. The Viz dub for this season's really good. That's awesome. Uh, and also the episodes, I, I remember way back in, I think, season one, I bought the both the Blu-rays and the DVDs, and uh, I did not notice like an appreciable difference in quality. Mm-hmm. But as the show has gone on, like the Blu-rays look really crisp, uh, especially when you're they're using the... Uh, the like transformation sequences and attack sequences that they've clearly made for the movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's really good looking, especially um, eternal sailor moons transformation. Really nice stuff. Although that wasn't for the movies. No, but the, like we've talked about it, like it's really good looking. That's great. They just, I guess they just invested in animation. Well, if you're going to do anything, make it the one where uh, uh, Usagi grows uh, angels, like a er, grows angels grows wings, like an angel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, who is bringing the good news? Be not afraid, Usagi's Kino. <laughs> so t- t- you were trying to get to the slogan, uh, but yes, uh, there the slogan in the subtitles is "We drink it too," which I think is great, but also <laughs> not like an actual endorsement of quality. Uh, the sub- the one in the dub is "It's delicious," <laughs> which is also very funny. Oh, that's way worse. I mean, listen, they're both bad. They're both I bad. I like We Drink It Too. We Drink It Too is better. Well, at least, because at least with We Drink It Too, I'm imagine like, I, the commercial that I'm seeing is, like, a bunch of, like, normal, you know, non-famous people drinking it, and then the three lights being like, 
we drink it too. We drink it too. <laughs> so yeah, they're drinking it. They they can't spit it out. They actually are chugging every glass of it, and they are smiling and happy every time. And Usagi is like, "How the fuck are they doing that?" And Mina's like, "That's the fucking job." Yeah, <laughs> it's the it's the if you're not prepared to drink <laughs> bra- bad juice, then what the fuck are you even doing here? <laughs> fuck out god damn it very funny i mean i don't i've never had tomato juice and i don't want to i mean it's like wait wait uh, hang on pause is this like a weird thing like you have with onions well i I was telling someone about that by the way i was like yeah jordan d white does not like onions at all and that person looked at me like i had just said jordan d white has a secret lobster claw instead (laughs) of a hand you told people about that yeah um, no, yeah, no I hate onions. Jordan. Onions are the worst. Uh, I'm not the only person on earth who feels that way. You don't like them in you don't like them in any form, though. You don't none. like them sautéed or cooked or candied. That's... No, none, none. Candied? I don't know if I would like candied onions. That's so weird because like everything I cook has onions in it. Yeah, no, I, everything everybody cooks has onions in it. I that's why I again the number there's a large number of foods that I thought I hated. But it turns out I only hated them because everyone puts onions in them. Like for many, 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 many years, I was like, no, no, meatloaf is disgusting. And then I found out, no, if I make meatloaf and I just don't put onions in it, it's fucking great. Same with um, lasagna. Just don't put onions in that shit. So weird. So weird. Like, because Jordan, there's so many, there's different varieties of onions. Yeah, they're all bad. Is the thing. They're all bad. So you don't like, you don't like red onions uh is that the normal ones the normal ones would be white onions okay well no the answer is no to all of them i don't like green so onions you don't like like thai food uh well tip no curry no and again maybe those are foods that i would be able to like if people made them without the things i don't like but uh, as of right now no no shallots are disgusting they're garlic? just fancy onions garlic is amazing i love garlic shallots are basically garlic nope they're I not. don't. I don't understand you. They taste different. Uh, I don't like scallions, like, and that's that's a tough one because I like Chinese food so much, and I like, like, for example, dim sum. But sometimes dim sum is really light on them, and I can live with it. But sometimes it'll be real heavy on the on the scallions, and I'm just like, this is disgusting. I can't eat it. I I mean, look, it's there's worse things to not like, I guess. But it's so weird. To I me. mean, honestly, anyway, point being- you say that, but it's up there. It's up there on bad things to not no, like because very much up there. Like, it's too many. It's in everything. I get like you said. I think you. I think you need to train yourself. And I'm not interested. To I like don't onions, want to. like you did with broccoli. I don't want to. Anyway, wh- okay. What? Why are uh, we talking about this? Tomato juice? You've never had like a. You've never had tomato juice. You've never oh, had yeah. like a Bloody Mary. You've never had like. I don't, a, I've never had alcohol. <laughs> really, never. No. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. No judgment. I am not much of a drinker myself. You've never had, but you never had like V8 or. No, no. Not the tomato kind, anyway. <laughs> Have you had spaghetti? Yes. Uh, listen, for a long, long time, I didn't like tomato sauce because uh, it had onions. But, uh, but that's part of it, certainly. And, and I've, I've, started, I've started actually enjoying it relatively recently. But I just like will make the, the tamest. I'll buy like, like Hunt's tomato sauce, <laughs> like with nothing involved in it. No, Shannon, you're also uh, a, a notably picky eater, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not that picky, though. Not to call you out. That's <laughs> uh, fine. I'm used to it. Where, where, what do you think about this whole thing with uh, Jordan and his onions? 
I mean, I like onions, but I don't know. I don't I don't get mad at people not liking food because I don't like it when people do it to me. One time at a uh, uh, at a summit, I feel at judged a... right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty. That was pretty classy. One time at a, a Marvel summit, I was sitting. Uh, it was when I was a, a junior editor of some sort. I was either an assistant editor or an associate editor, so I wasn't. Uh, th- there was not enough room for everyone to sit at the at the table. So some of the people had to sit back uh, in chairs, like further a little further back. And so I was sitting a little further back. I was sitting next to a a, a side table that was just kind of sitting against the wall, and about around lunchtime, they brought in the food and they put it on that table that I was sitting right next to. And they had brought in uh, five guys. So it was a ton of burgers and then like lots of things to put on them. And I was right next to a fucking bin of onions. And I thought I was going to fucking vomit. It was so disgusting smelling. Like I was just dying going like, oh my God. (laughs) I mean, okay. (laughs) live your life i guess yeah, i'm good i'm happy i have a happy life like if you're not gonna eat any pasta that has onions in it i'll happily eat all of it for you so it's not gonna bother me yeah. excellent deal <laughs> <laughs> point being tomato juice is fairly easy to come by sure uh, so i was a little surprised you had never had it uh anyway so the photographer walks past a cornfield because all this is happening on a farm did we mention that yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. The farm they where grow they grow the tomatoes. tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the corn suddenly appears uh, Nezu's eyes, and then Nezu's <laughs> silhouette. Which well, is and very by funny. eyes, you mean sunglasses. Sunglasses. Just appearing <laughs> kind of at random. Like, <laughs> like a Cheshire cat. Yeah. And then we get a close-up of her framed by corn, which is very, very funny. Mm-hmm, I like that mm-hmm. she doesn't disguise herself as like a PA, another PA or something. She just hides in corn. No, this is th- that's exactly what PAs wear is old fashioned <laughs> gangster suits. Yeah, honestly, when we first saw her on the movie set, I, I mean, it's not like there's a reason to dress like a gangster on a movie set either. But on so I figured like that's just what she's chosen to wear that day, and the answer is no. That's just what she wears every day. That's her. That's her signature style. Speaking of signature styles, uh, and that I believe brings us to our act break. It sure does. Hey Jordan. Yes. You're you're ready to to be done with this, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult to schedule. I have a child. Uh-huh. That's it. Uh-huh. You think you think I'm not sacrificing for this show? Oh, I know you are. I have two video games I could be playing right now. <laughs> All right, well maybe you're not. Unbelievable. Disgusting. Your lack of commitment. <laughs> Uh, but if people don't share your lack of commitment, Jordan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, how can they support the show that they like that you don't? I didn't say. Okay. All they have to do is go to patreon.com slash sailor business. And there they will find this website called Patreon, where you can sign up to be a patron of ours, meaning you can give to us as little as a dollar a month to show how much you like the show or as much as $60,000 a month. Do not offer us more than $60,000 a month. We'll be very upset. Please do offer no, no. us more than $60,000 a month. I will be so mad if you do. I will be delighted. And uh, Jordan has no idea how much money we get. So uh, <laughs> I will just tell him whatever I want. That shit comes to Christopher. That's betrayal if you do that. It sure is. 
Okay. <laughs> so now I now I feel like I'm gonna need to see the books because it sounds like sixty thousand or no, you could be cooking this. Baby, don't you worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Point being, you can go to patreon.com slash sailor business and kick in a little money, just like uh our new friends, uh Constance. Thank you, Constance is, is backing us. Mandy has uh upped uh her pledge to get the uh to get the pin ah right by going to 15 dollars a month you can get one of the pins that we created uh, actually went the extra mile to cover international shipping oh so thank you mandy yes thank you so much because yeah 15 dollars actually does not cover the international shipping yeah we all. lose money on that <laughs> so if you're international we definitely appreciate when you you stay on as an international uh, uh shipping person anyway thank you so much mandy yeah jessica thank you jessica and I'm pretty sure we've covered everyone else. Uh, but just in case, Lisa, thank you. Thanks, Lisa. And yeah, that's that's everybody. Uh, if, by the way, um, at this point, uh-huh, uh-huh. all of the pins should be out. Uh, I know uh, Jake recently did a post office run to get the pins out. If you have not gotten yours and you've been expecting it, because uh, this will be, I, I believe, two weeks from now is when this episode comes out or a week from now. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything to them, it. but OK, go ahead. No, no, no. Like, look, I'm, I know, I'm saying, I know, I know. Jake recently made a run. Uh-huh. In the past. And I'm saying, if you don't have it by the time this episode airs, let us know. Because I know for a fact that somebody's pin got lost in the mail twice. Oh. Uh, some postman was rocking our pin. sent two times. Yeah. Uh, some postman <laughs> covered in tennis ball sailor notes. <laughs> uh, so get in touch if you don't have those. Um, Jordan, I have an email I would like to read. I would love to hear it. Uh, this is very representative of a lot of emails we've yeah, gotten yeah. since we started the the Starlight's arc. But this one in particular comes from Kiki, uh, who says, uh, I love stars, and I thought I would write in with a couple of facts about the Starlights that provide a little context to the show. Uh, this is something that we've heard a lot. Uh, in the manga, they are just girls that look like boys. It's kind of a Haruka situation, which is interesting considering their interaction with her. Uh, the Starlights originally had extremely short hair, uh, but Toei asked Naoko Takeuchi to add ponytails so that dolls could be made with brushable hair. Uh, and apparently, like someone else told us, I believe on Twitter that uh, they showed her the Ami doll that has bad hair because <laughs> yes. it's short. Because her hair looks yes, bad on Yes, I adults. did see that, and uh, she was convinced, and that's why uh, she gave them the weird long ponytail mullets, which is hilarious because that means she didn't actually like redesign them. She just stuck yep. ponytails on, which honestly <laughs> very makes funny. sense out of their hair. Like that—that that makes their yeah. hair make yeah. sense. You mean you mean that knowledge makes sense out of what yes, they no, actually Yes, no, that explains like. why they look the way they look because there's no reasonable explanation other than that. Like, uh, oh, uh, they drew a person with short hair and then just went ponytail. There you go. Yeah. Uh, also, the reason the Starlights transition into girls when they transform is because they have to. You may know this already, but Sailor Scouts can only be girls. Uh, hence why there is no Sailor Earth and memory watches over it. Uh, which, yeah, that is that that is a rule. That we know. Although I don't quite understand why that explains why there's no Sailor Earth in the sense that you could just pick a, a girl to be it. <laughs> I mean, you could, but I don't believe I don't believe there are any. Oh, okay. That are <laughs> well, no. It's also just their way of like actively showing that, you know, there's no if a boy is in control of stuff, they're not a Sailor yeah. Scout. They're a tuxedo. They're a tuxedo. <laughs> they're a tuxedo, Sinji. Maybe um Maybe all the girls on every single girl on Earth is a reincarnated person from another place. <laughs> Absolutely true. 
Absolutely. I believe it. Uh, so thank you for sending that in, Kiki. And thank you to everyone who uh, pointed that stuff out to us. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, we also got another one. Uh, this is from uh, Orlando, uh, who says, uh, on the issue of whether the Guardians can fly or not. Uh-huh. It's very inconsistent in the anime. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, however, in the manga and in Crystal, they can fly freely without the aid of an outside source or under the guise of teleportation. Uh, every Sailor Guardian has the ability to fly, not just uh, Sailor Moon and Chibi Moon. And that's just another detail emitted from the source material. Well, Shannon, you're you're our resident expert. Mm-hmm. Do they actually use it well? What do you mean, the flying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because, like, I, as far as I'm concerned, like in the show, in the show, they definitely don't fly because I feel like if they could fly, they would do it all the time. And I don't mean just casually, like, hey, let's just float. And I don't even just mean when they run for 20 years, because they do that all the time. I mean, like, they'd be in fights going like, you know what? Instead of staying on the ground, I'll fly and do this and this and that and the other thing. Like, do they fly a lot or do they just fly, like, every 30 episodes when they need to? I mean, the uh, the manga, they usually just fly whenever they need to. I I can't, like, I'd have to, like, actively look at something right now. Like, like... I I guess it's like, it's like... It's just... it's at least something I never actively think about. It's just when they fly, I'm like, oh, yeah, they can fly. Like Superman flies, right? And What? Yeah. And everyone who experiences Superman in any medium, other than back before he could fly, uh, knows that because he flies all the time. Like, he's constantly flying. Like, he just is like, he, he doesn't spend that much time walking. Like, <laughs> why would he? <laughs> Whereas I feel like Sailor Moon most of the time walks and I guess only flies. I mean, again, I, I haven't read all the manga, but I've read plenty of manga and it's still a bit surprising to me that she flies. Maybe flying is hard. Yeah, that's possible. It drains her energy or something. Maybe walking is the easy <laughs> way out. <laughs> I think they just, they do what they gotta do depending on the situation. Not every situation calls for flying. It's like if you're fighting someone on the ground, why would you go fly? Because then you have a, a, a strategic advantage. Then you have the high ground, and like Obi Wan, you, you definitely will win. <laughs> uh, also, Orlando says, uh, speaking of emitting from the source material, as Kel McDonald said in the last episode, it was indeed Sailor Saturn who was responsible for the absolute end of Silver Millennium. However, it wasn't Queen Serenity who awakens her, but X Force themselves. Uh, Queen yeah. Serenity was already dead at that point, uh, just as Pluto was never allowed to leave her post at the Time Gate except when she does often Uranus and Neptune were never allowed to leave their respective planets Whoa. Uh, as guardians of the outer solar system. They are the moon kingdom's first line of defense against alien forces beyond the solar system. Something that will come into play later in stars. Wait, wait, mm-hmm. uh, as queen barrel and the dark kingdom are from earth. They're therefore out of X forces jurisdiction and they weren't allowed to interfere. Uh, after the deaths of the queen and the princess, the talismans began to resonate and brought the three of them together. The talismans then released Saturn and she proceeded with the annihilation of Silver Millennium, taking the lives of Uranus and Neptune as well. Pluto is another story. <laughs> it's difficult to say whether she died with Uranus and Neptune or if she lived until her appearance in R. I personally believe the latter theory, but that's just me. Sailor Pluto makes no sense. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, sorry. Step back, step back. Are you saying, do you mean they had to stay in the jurisdiction of the outer planets, or do they had to stay on their planets? They had to stay on their planets. That's fucked. Yeah, because they're basically like they like make us. They're like basically the uh, like the fortress around the inner like parts of the of our Milky Way. 
Well, no, I mean, I get that, but I sort of feel like, again, the fact that, I mean, they're in, they're in love and they have to live on different planets. Whereas meanwhile, the inner Senshi are just like, let's get together and party. And it's like, what? Why did they have to stay on literally different planets? They can't just be out there. That's why you get such a, like, a higher sense of like duty from them. Because like, they gave up a lot to keep doing what they have to do. Effed. You know what? I'm glad the Silver Millennium ended. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know if it happens in the anime, so... But, uh, like, in the manga, they have, like, their own castles on their planets. Orlando goes on to say, uh, Many people mistake Uranus's element for being Earth or Earth-based, but this is entirely false. Uranus's element is wind. She is the soldier what? of the skies and the guardian yep. of the heavens. World shaking is ob- often mistaken for being an Earth attack. Uh, but she isn't manipulating the Earth for her attack. Instead, she's gathering energy from the air to form a blast, which she slams into the Earth, breaking up the ground underneath or shaking it. Yep. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, on the last episode, you guys received a letter which theorized that Princess Serenity was born to the Silver Crystal because of the lack of a father. While never explored in the anime, the manga, however, does confirm this. Oh. In the final chapter of the manga, it is revealed that Queen Serenity had taken the Silver Crystal from the Galaxy Cauldron, and from it, Princess Serenity was born. Be not afraid, for unto you a child is born. And her name shall be Usagi. <laughs> her name shall be Rabbit. <laughs> Bunny. Uh, about Luna being a person. Oh, no. In the manga, not just Luna, but all of the cats have humanoid forms. And we're, in fact, human to begin with. Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, they come from a distant planet called Meow. Yep. Uh, to become advisors for Queen Serenity after Sailor Meow is killed by Sailor Tin Nyanko, and Planet Meow is destroyed. No thank you. No thank you. But thank <laughs> wait, you, Orlando, wait. for writing it. Basically, all, all the villainous Sailor Scouts that you get this season in the manga, they are Sailor Scouts from another planet, and Tin Nyanko was basically Sailor Meow that got corrupted. Right. But what I'm talking about is, you're telling me that their planet was destroyed, and they're like, now we're just going to be cats all the time? What? Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. That's the part I don't get. They can turn into cats. Freely? I guess, yeah. So, like, Luna could have been a lady anytime she wanted to. She just didn't. It's probably just easier being a cat. I mean, it's certainly easier what? living in the Tsukino no, household. No, 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 no. It's no. not easier being a cat because cats don't have thumbs. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but, Chris, it's easier to live in the Tsukino household. Yeah, it's easier to like help Usagi as a cat, and then instead of just being like, oh, "Hey," yeah, it would be very difficult if a human showed up and just moved into that house. That would be really hard, right? Luna doesn't yeah. have hypno tea. <laughs> are you sure? Well, no. Yeah, I mean, Luna Ball had it, but Luna proper doesn't. <laughs> Luna backflipped and made a transformation pen. <laughs> That's true. So who knows, right. buddy? And they, uh, like- in the in the manga, they also do the same thing with raised crows. Raised crows are also People- humans. That- came from another planet and then you get the um i forget what adjective she has in front of her but there's the crow one the the sailor oh, crow. Aluminum crow is it lead crow lead crow yeah it's lead crow i think or something like that we'll, we'll yeah, see because we'll it's see. aluminum siren that's right she's the mermaid what uh, i don't want to know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> all right let's this, let's, this is see. this one's uh, like all bananas let's get back to the show <laughs> Oh, 
Oh boy. <laughs> so we're back with uh, a photo shoot where I'll tell you what the three lights do. They stand around a lot. I mean, they're listen, here's the thing about the three lights. They are, they're pop stars. Uh, so again, but yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna do a lot. Their, their job is one of the big parts of their jobs anyway. Maybe not, I won't, I'll be generous and say not the main part, but one of the big parts is to be looked at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. So, like, that, you know, that's why they have to be beautiful. You know what is not part of their job, though? What? Uh, eating. Yeah, lunch. No, it's yeah, not. Lunch. Or dinner, I guess. They, they don't eat till the job's done. Now, okay, this scene is fucked. Let's talk about it. This scene is fucked. Because it starts like you're saying. So they're doing these ridiculous poses. Oh, also, I love that. See, it's funny because whenever I, I, whenever I remember seeing like photo shoots in movies and stuff, because I don't know real photo shoots. I, I, I haven't gone to like a lot of real professional uh, pop star photo shoots. I remember them being like having the people like moving. But this photographer literally has them standing completely still so that she can move around and take pictures of them frozen. That seems funny to me. Yeah. I said absolutely still. We have very slow exposure film. <laughs> Do not move. So Yusagi is very hungry. Her stomach is grumbling. And like you said, they don't get to eat till it's done. So Yusagi leaves to um go buy herself something at a convenience store. Yeah, she's like she's like, fuck this, actually. <laughs> Which is very I'm funny. going to 7 Eleven. And so then again. This is why I kind of actually, the more I think about it, the more I actually think I was right about Mina setting up security for their signing, because Mina calls it a day. Mina (laughs) calls out to the entire crew. All right, that's a wrap. Uh, We're at the end of our time here. Uh, This is as long as we rented the studio for. So there we are, everybody. uh, Have a good one. And everybody breaks down the set and leaves. And then she gives them all warm towels to to wipe their hands, the three mics. And they're about to make dinner plans when the photographer goes, uh, actually, I, you, all your photos so far were garbage. And I was just thinking we were about to get to the good ones. So why don't we keep working? And it becomes a thing. Like, it becomes this thing of like, this is what it means to be a professional. And like, this is, this is like, like they, they give it like a nobility, the nobility of working at getting your picture taken until it's done. And I'm sitting there going, no, you stop when the budget fucking says. <laughs> like, if Mina is like, we booked this studio through here, any every minute we go over is another thousand dollars. Like, you could go fuck yourself. The pictures are good. Let's go. I feel like the uh, uh, way to make this work is if they had done it like an outside photo shoot. We we're like, no, like we're gonna gonna lose good light. Like we have to keep going. So we, because like you can't take a break and then come back because then the light's gone. Right. So like that would make more sense. But since they're inside, it just kind of seems a little forced. I mean, she literally told the crew you can stop. And then we actually see the crew setting back up again. So uh, that's a lot of people you're paying to keep <laughs> taking pictures because this, this fancy ass photographer is like, nah, we didn't get it yet. And, and Mina actually makes a really good point, which is to go, if you didn't get the good photos, that seems like it's on you. <laughs> We've been here for hours. You didn't get any good ones? Wow, you suck. Uh, not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. 
but you know like everybody needs some kind of break so uh (laughs) the photographer whose name i keep forgetting saki saki Saki, uh she goes out and uh she gets a nice uh cold glass of bean (laughs) she gets a nice cold glass of uh i believe it's i believe it's original flavor beans can of bean now is the generous version of it that it's a it's coffee. coffee drink? It's coffee. Okay. It's definitely like a, like a canned coffee. <laughs> okay, that makes a which has been a, like a, been a big thing in Japan for much longer than it was a thing in America. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but this is original taste beans. Is the name of this drink, which is extremely appetizing. I think. I I'm sorry. I just can't get over. It. I like. I'm upset about this whole scene because the way they play the like we're teaching you a moral lesson music when, when she's lecturing Mina about having integrity as a pop star. Like I, I just was, we, I, I, it, I guess I, in fairness, it's a culture that has a very different work ethic than we do. I know. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <sighs> anyway. I don't know, part of me gets it. Like I've had to work through lunches to get shit done and of then course. just eat lunch late. So like part of me gets it, but part of me like it's very clearly over dramatized for TV. But like you know, oh yeah, no, of course you got to sh- you got to get shit done. No, I, no, I've listen. I do that all the time. <laughs> like it, it has recently, especially it has very much become a thing that like at like one something somebody comes in and goes, "Hey, what are we doing for lunch?" And I'm like, "What? It's lunchtime. What the fuck is going on?" But and I totally appreciate that. But at the same time. First of all, it's not like I'm sitting there around there going like, well, you know what? Like, that's because comic books really need to get made. Like, someone's got to do this important work. And two, again, they're standing there. They're standing there and looking pretty. All right. Sorry. I mean, it's still work. <laughs> I know it is. I- Neither of you should work through lunch. Capitalism is, uh, is, is fucked up your brains. Yes. That's- yes. That is also true. I mean, yeah. I just, I, I always take lunch. I just take it later. Did you learn that in the Bible, Chris? I uh, no, I, I learned that from living in society. <laughs> I know. I just thought maybe the communist Bible was teaching you these lessons. Yeah. Um, all right. So Sailor beans. Iron Mouse shows up and is like, "Hey, drop that can of beans. <laughs> drop those from the not not to like uh, uh, poke too much fun at the English writing that is on everything, but I do like that the drink machine is labeled Dorink." <laughs> <laughs> d-o-l-i-n-k that is pretty funny you're right yeah but yeah to drop that can of beans it's time for me to get that star seed okay uh here's now it's time to talk about that uh yeah we get a different certainly get a different <laughs> star seed animation <laughs> well, well i think it's the same animation mm. it's just been placed a little differently yeah the star seed has previously come out of people's heads like yep. out of the top of their heads makes perfect sense Men Pops and women. Well, she's got a hat on. Yeah, so out. But I'll tell you what is uncovered is uh is the the, the titty area. <laughs> yeah, her star seed comes right out of her chest. What? Yeah. Uh, okay, that's just how it is. Yeah. All right. It'd be like that sometimes. I guess so. Much like and the, it, like it, 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 it. By the way, it emerges from the cleavage. It emerges oh, yeah. from underneath the shirt. Um, I mean, so I guess this makes me think maybe like the the black star tattoo, like it'll be in different places on different people. Maybe uh, no, okay, we'll see. Eh, maybe, but maybe. So uh, Sailor Venus, thankfully, Mina, I should say, sees this and she transforms into Sailor Venus. 
Yes. Um, unfortunately, it's too late. Uh, the star seed fades out, so there's really not anything to be done. Oh, except show your panties in an egregious way. Yeah, like again, I was watching this this morning, and we get that shot, and it went, "Wow." Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, "Yep, that is unnecessary." My notes just say no thanks. <laughs> yeah, she she literally runs up. If I remember correctly, she runs up. And is posed in a, such a way where we can't see upper skirt. And then, like, thrusts her hips out, like, boom, there they are. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Who's the, who's the animation director on this one, Chris? Uh, animation director on this episode was uh, Takayuki Gorai. Well, there you go. Uh, who only did three episodes. Um, Time for the Crystal to Shine, Beautiful Power of Dreams, uh, For the Sake of Love, Endless Battle in the Dark World. And go for an idol, Minako's ambition, uh, which is this one. All right. Uh, so I don't remember those being particularly egregious, but who can say? Who can say? Who? Who? Shannon, you work in animation. Who makes the panty shot decisions? <laughs> yeah, uh, which position is that? <laughs> we don't have that problem, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now we know. So, uh, at this point, Yusagi walks up, also transforms, uh, grows some wings, uh, four of them. Great transformation sequence. Venus does love and beauty shock, which uh, Iron Mouse just kind of dodges. She just goes like, whoop, (laughs) which is pretty great. And then we get a pretty great uh, Sailor Moon speech. Oh, yeah. Hers is really cute. You want to tell us about it? Uh, it's that she ate her, uh, Venus does the like so- soldier, pretty soldier fighting for love and justice. And Usagi's just like, I ate a rice ball and I'm at full power. Let's do this. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. It's pretty great. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Iron Mouse once again goes, well, okay. I mean, I'm kind of done though. So bye. Uh, leaves the, the photographer to turn into a monster. She does. Now, can we talk about this monster? And wh- and does anybody have any answers for me about why? No, I just wrote a mess. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, well, she's a turtle. Yeah, why? <laughs> you know, she, turtles love taking pictures. <laughs> she's a, a turtle with sexy stockings. Uh, okay, <laughs> and a camera arm. It's and fine. Arm. Is there a pun here? Not that I know of. Apparently, okay, uh, I'm looking it up. Gekisha means dramatic photograph, so that doesn't help with the turtle section of it. No, seemingly no explanation for the turtle half of this person. Uh, (laughs) Apparently, uh, in the fan subs, they gave her the name Sailor Picture, which I think is very funny. Love it. (laughs) Maybe, does, does her real name mean turtle or something? I, like... You're you asking a lot of questions for which we have no answers. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. You just got to move past the turtle. She's a turtle with a, fo- a photograph laser on her arm. She takes photo lasers. You know, like turtles. Like, like turtles have. I keep meaning to put the uh, get the uh, Sailor Star intro finger snapping oh, and, yeah. and put it in here. Uh, yeah, because there's because no. That is the, that's what plays on the chapter select screen on the Blu-rays. Oh, nice. And there's no memo. To do sound effects no for memo. anymore, yeah. Uh, which means that I do. I even have it still in here. Uh, yeah, which means I I, I never get to play uh, this again. Well, 
I mean, the Starlights... There's always reasons to play that. The Starlights have roses a lot. During that photo That's shoot, true. they all had roses. Very true. But yeah, they show up doing their 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 snaps like they're, a, a, again, a gang from West Side Story. Traveling unchained across the atmosphere. Um, speaking of, uh, speaking of uh, uh, animation tricks where you don't want to animate something, but you want to pretend that you are. Uh-huh. They do this bit where the three of them are standing there together. And all three of them have their mouths wide open, like they're yelling. But then what they do is they like just highlight the one who's yelling at that moment and use the same drawing over and over again. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> well, as someone who was talking about budget earlier, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> the shit costs money. You gotta go get lunch. <laughs> Yeah, keep in mind this show airs every week. Yeah, yeah, it's sure no, no days off. Hashtag no days off. Uh, so they hit uh, Sailor Picture with a new attack, another new attack. We got Star Gentle Uterus last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, the name is not that unusual. This is Yaten's attack, which is uh, Star Sensitive Inferno, and uh, Sensitive Inferno is uh, is is what they call me. <laughs> because I cry a lot. And you're hot? No. No. <laughs> no. It's just an inferno of crying. Yeah, it's a real inferno of crying. Um, I mean, I still feel I I'm still impressed that uh last time De- Deanna uh uh made sense out of uh the the uterus attack by going, well, it's Star Maker. And it's like a, a you know creation type thing. This one for Star Healer, I, I'm still at a loss. I don't quite get the, the sensitive inferno. The sensitive inferno of healing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you need to heal people, you have to be sensitive. Sure. And so an inferno, a tiny angry one. <laughs> I'm gonna set you on fire to heal you. Yeah, look, sometimes that's what you got to do. I mean, that does tend to be the overriding philosophy of most non-inner uh, Sailor Senshi. Uh, okay. I mean, I guess she's she's going to cauterize your wounds <laughs> with a sensitive inferno. Sensitively. <laughs> uh, uh, so we get, of course, Starlight Honeymoon Therapy Kiss. Sure. Uh, and Sailor Picture is turned back into Saki. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, lovely, refresh. No, stage out. Very different. Have I mentioned? Did they say stage on in no. the uh, in the subs? Because that's their catchphrase in in the dubs. We are the Sailor Starlights uh, here to fight. Stage on is oh, what they say. Right here. Yeah, like it's it's like for the past couple episodes, I've I've forgotten to mention it, but yeah, it's, I it's don't the, remember seeing that in any of the the subs. I think I probably looked down to write a note because I don't remember. Yeah. So we cut back to the parlor. Uh, of yes. fruit. Good old crown fruit parlor. Parlor. <laughs> parlor. Um, they're perfectly recreating the scene from earlier where they're all gossiping about Perfectly Mina. recreating. Almost <laughs> as though someone, it was lunchtime. <laughs> someone did not take the lessons of this episode to heart. <laughs> Nor should they. Good point. Good point. Uh, when uh, Mina runs in and says, yeah, I'm done with this three lights bullshit. Uh, 
Yeah, pretty much. Uh, now I'm going to be auditioning because I realized if I get famous as the Three Lights assistant, I'm always going to be some weird like Three Lights side thing. And I'm never going to get out from their amazing shadow of their awesome talent. So, so yeah, I'm just going to audition for a bunch of stuff on my own. Let me just uh, steal Usagi's soda. All right, got to go. <laughs> Again, shows up to announce her, her new bullshit and yep. then leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is her shirt too small? <laughs> like, like, are you making like a moral judgment or? Well, I also it's a school uniform. I I assume the school is not like ah, we're going to show off a lot of bellies with this shirt. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of been the way the uniforms have worked for a while. Yeah, it kind of crops right at the top of the skirt, so anytime like you move your arms, it's just now a crop top. <laughs> so the people who design the school uniforms are perverts, is what we're saying. I Have mean... you watched the show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> and that's it. With a freeze frame on her exposed belly, the show is over. Yeah. Uh, which brings us to the end of the episode, and that means it's time for us to talk about whatever dubious lessons we may or may not have learned from <laughs> uh, Sailor Moon episode 175. It's time for Sailor Business Says. And Shannon, we will start with you. What did you learn from this episode, uh, if anything? Uh, I learned from this episode to just keep working till you die, and it's fine. Absolutely. <laughs> Food is for closers. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. You're going to get terrible. You're, you can drink your terrible red juice, but that's all you get. <laughs> I mean, I learned the same thing, and I'm taking it to heart. That, that's what you learned? Jordan? Yeah, man, that is what I learned. It's a pretty clear lesson this effort this time. Uh, I learned that you can pretty much just get a job by just dragging people into the woods and taking pictures of them, which doesn't seem like a good lesson, but it's what oh. we got. Did she blackmail them to make her the, their, their no, assistant? I don't think so. I think she's just weird. You don't think <laughs> she was like, hey, guys, I've got all these compromising pictures, or you could just make me your assistant. I don't think those pictures were compromising. She doesn't so. have to show them. She doesn't have to show them. <laughs> they all know Yusagi <laughs> took them. That's all they need to know. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. Because otherwise, that's a, the good point is why would they hire her? She has no qualifications I whatsoever. Mean, you say that, but she was a superhero. They, she can't tell. That's not on her CV. <laughs> it could be. Like, you don't think me to put that on a resume? <laughs> If anyone did it, it's her. Education. Uh, Juban Middle. Juban High. One one semester. The streets. Business history. Nurse. One day. (laughs) Uh, Superhero who fought monsters in London. uh, Three months. It like sets... It separates into Sailor V and Sailor Venus, and then has all the different qualifications yeah. she's learned on the, both those jobs. Oh yeah, like yeah. Uh, I mean, well, does she get to be like head of an IP company, licensing out the the Sailor V? <laughs> maybe I mean, that's maybe. how. Maybe that's how she got it. She's like, I've been successfully running the Sailor V <laughs> organization. I could move that know how over to the Three Lights. I've been working uh, with a lot of corporate takeovers over uh, over dark industries. <laughs> 
have a lot of experience in that. Uh, Actually, now I really want to see that. I really want to see the like r- episode reveal of her being like, "Oh yeah, like I'm rich from all this Sailor V stuff." High <laughs> recommendation from that uh, somewhat horny police officer. <laughs> somewhat. Look, I'm tr- I'm being charitable. <laughs> uh, and the one time she was in an idol competition, and everyone yeah. in the audience fell asleep for a while. <laughs> Great skill in uh, dealing with comas. <laughs> I kind of want to, like, if I had time to write things uh, that I was not getting money for, uh, I would absolutely sit down and make Sailor Venus's resume, Minako's resume. I think it would be very funny. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I really, really like this episode. It was I great. super fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Other than its lesson. <laughs> uh, but you know what? But you know what? At the end of the day, the lesson mm-hmm. is that Minika's like, yeah, fuck that, actually. <laughs> so, And there was a lesson in there of, like, just having to take things a bit more seriously because she was just, like, goofing off. <sighs> she... so, I mean, I know it's, like, buried in, like, a totally different, like, work ethic that does not translate to our culture very well. But, like, there was still just a, like, a, hey, if this is something you want to do, it is something you do have to take seriously. And sometimes you just have to get the work done. Yeah. It, see, uh... I mean, but like you said, there was a much better way to get that across because yeah. I don't think she did. She wasn't. I don't think she was like, let's all goof off now. She was like, we've all put in a full day's work. We have only booked this place up through here. Now it's dinner time. Let's go have dinner. Yeah. But I also, I also <laughs> think that's what the scene of her on stage with them trying to like yeah. hand out her own autographs and sure. someone pulling her off stage going, stop that and getting her out of the way. No, for. that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, yeah, I think a very fun episode. Like, oh, totally. The Minako spotlights, I think, and, and maybe this is just me kind of rearranging them in my head, but I do feel like the Minako spotlights have gotten progressively better as they they've gone on. There's the the one about being sad in London. Yeah, that one's bad. I think that was actually the first episode I was on, wasn't it? Uh, might have been. Shannon might have been. Ew, am I, am I starting with a Mina spotlight and then leaving on a Mina spotlight? Well, you're Have we back come full next circle? Week, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, Shannon Manor, episode 42, uh, Journey Deep into Mina's Stupid, Stupid Love Life. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then there was uh, the nurse one which is very good that Anita Petri was on. And that, I, that that's it for what we have. No, But sure, there are more. Oh, no, wait. Some of them are under Sailor Venus. Well, sure. And also... Uh, Annie was on for for the one with the value of children. Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's uh, the next target yeah, is babies. Yeah, yeah. But there's other ones, too. I mean, again, don't forget the one about... Um, well, the idol one where she fights against Mamet. Uh, let's see. There was episode one fifty four. That was a uh, Venus and Jupiter spotlight. Which one? Uh, it it was uh the the one where uh <laughs> the one where uh Makoto and Minako were competing with each other. Oh, also uh, wasn't there a Mina episode with uh, Uranus and Neptune? Uh, there was a Jupiter episode for sure, where they were like, "Hey, get in the car. We're gonna murder you." <laughs> no, no, I. Yes, I know. <laughs> That's a very famous episode. But wasn't there one where Usagi and, and Mina were both like uh, spying on them and in love with them? I don't recall. 
No. Uh, yes. In fact, uh, you know what? Yes, yes. It was volley boobs. It was episode 100. <laughs> no, that's not the one I'm talking about, but that's a good point. That, that's the volley boobs one as well. I'm talking about, uh, in fact, it looks like the, there was episode 92 that Allison was on. Uh, mm. That must have been the uh, 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 handsome boy. A handsome boy? But you're right, volley boobs as well. I totally forgot about volley boobs. <laughs> <laughs> how could you forget about volley boobs yeah yeah that's, episode 100 it's pretty big uh well shannon thank you for joining us for the show and you'll be back next week to continue the final season of sailor moon and the final season of sailor business uh <laughs> but until then uh where can everybody find you online uh you can find me on twitter at shannon Maynor. uh i'm also on two other podcasts kingdom smarts and cool kids table I have a webcomic, which is dragoncenturycomic.com, and I guess that's basically it for me. Yeah, and you can get uh, advanced pages of Dragon Sanctuary if you are a uh, Patreon supporter. Yes. Uh, yeah, which is uh, patreon.com slash Shannon Maynard. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, if you look at, uh, you can find it if you go to uh, the Sailor Business Patreon. I think you can see who we're backing as well. Uh, and we are definitely uh, in there for you are for yeah which i appreciate thank you yeah of course uh and uh also uh i know annie creighton's uh podcast uh is in there the jim jerry podcast so you can find a lot of good stuff by f- seeing who i'm a patriot a patron oh because i believe that just comes out of my money <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah uh thank you shannon for being here we'll be back next week for episode 176 Wait, the final wait, 25 wait hold on i i oh sorry where can everybody find us jordan uh you can follow us on twitter at sailor business uh, you can follow me on twitter at Crackshot with a zero instead of an o and you can follow our producer jake mason at jj underscore mason he does a ton of podcasts including some of those ones that uh shannon was talking about mm-hmm. how about you chris uh you can find all my stuff by going to the-isb.com there are links there to uh, everything that I do online, including the Apocrypals podcast, which has come up a couple of times today, which is very fun. Uh, 47-ish episodes of uh, discussion about Bible and Bible-adjacent material, like the Lives of Saints and Apocryphal books, uh, including our most recent one, which is mostly about baby Jesus being a weird kid and making snakes explode. (laughs) Cool. Definitely give it a listen. All right. Uh, that's it, everybody. We'll be back next week for episode 176, which I always close the window before I say the name of the episode like a real dunce. <laughs> <laughs> episode 176, which is called Fighter's Secret Identity, The Shocking Super Transformation. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.